very much. Okay, Sam's going to read. Thanks, Sam. Brilliant. Our reading is from John chapter 14, verses 22 to 27. Uh, and if you, if you want to use the Bibles which are in front of you or behind you, uh, it's page 1082. So that's John 14, 22 to 27. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Sam. Um, so for those of you who aren't aware, um, we're doing a series at the moment on our identity, our identity in Christ. And this is the third week. Last week, Sam spoke to us about our identity as forgiven people. And this week, we're looking at being people of peace. So the passage was from John. Um, it's a great passage. It's packed full of good stuff. Um, and it's taken from the account of the Last Supper, where Jesus, before his death, has his final meal with his disciples. Um, but this evening, I'm going to focus on just one verse, that last verse we heard read. I'm going to read it again. It's 14, verse 27. And it says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. So I wonder what comes to your mind um, when you think about the word peace. Maybe you're like, yeah, I could really do with some of that. Um, maybe it's a bit more like peace, what peace? Um, maybe you're thinking like, how can I have peace right now? Have you, have you not seen the news, Rachel? Do you not know all the things that are going on in the world. Or maybe you're thinking, yeah, actually, I, I'm quite peaceful right now. And what about when you hear that verse, where Jesus not only gives the gift of peace, but also commands his followers to neither be troubled or afraid? Sounds like a pretty big ask to me. Peace at one given moment is one thing, but to have no fear, is that even possible? Well, in the verse we've just looked at, Jesus makes a clear distinction between two different kinds of peace. There is his peace that he leaves his disciples, and there's the peace that the world can offer us, which he says is not as he gives. So I thought we'd spend a minute just looking and thinking about the peace that the world can offer us. Um, I thought we'd do that, if you don't mind indulging me a little, um, by having story time. Um, 
my seven-month-old is at the back. He's missed story time. He's just about awake. Um, he's at a nice age where we still get to pick which story is read, and not him. Um, so I've gone for a classic. You might remember it. It's called Five Minutes Peace, and it's by Jill Murphy. So settle in. The children were having breakfast. This was not a pleasant sight. Mrs. Large took a tray from the cupboard. She set it with a teapot, a milk jug, her favorite cup and saucer, a plate of toast and marmalade, and a leftover cake from yesterday. In brackets, my kind of breakfast leftover cake. She stuffed the morning paper into her pocket and sneaked off towards the door. Where are you going with that tray, Mum? asked Laura. To the bathroom, said Mrs. Large. Why? asked the other two children. Because I want five minutes peace from you lot, said Mrs. Large. That's why. Can we come? asked Lester as they trailed up the stairs behind her. No, said Mrs. Large. You can't. What shall we do then? asked Laura. You can play, said Mrs. Large. Downstairs by yourselves, and keep an eye on the baby. I'm not a baby, murmured the little one. Mrs. Large ran a deep, hot bath. She emptied half a bottle of bath foam into the water, plonked on her bath hat, and got in. She poured herself a cup of tea and lay back with her eyes closed. It was heaven. Can I play you my tune? asked Lester. Mrs. Large opened one eye. Must you? she asked. I've been practicing, said Lester. You told me to. Can I please, just for one minute? Go on then, sighed Mrs. Large. So Lester played. He played Twinkle Twinkle Little Star three and a half times. In came Laura. Can I read you a page from my reading book, she asked. No, Laura, said Mrs. Large. Go on, all of you, off downstairs. You let Lester play his tune, said Laura. I heard you. You like him better than me. It's not fair. Oh, don't be silly, Laura, said Mrs. Large. Go on then, just one page. So Laura read. She read four and a half pages of Little Red Riding Hood. In came the little one with a trunk full of toys. For you, he beamed, flinging them all into the bath water. Thank you, dear, said Mrs. Large weakly. Can I see the cartoons in the paper, asked Laura. Can I have the cake, asked Lester. Can I get in with you, asked the little one. Mrs. Large groaned. In the end, they all got in. The little one was in such a hurry that he forgot to take off his pajamas. Mrs. Large got out. She dried herself, put on her dressing gown, and headed for the door. Where are you going now, Mum? asked Laura. To the kitchen, said Mrs. Large. Why? asked Lester. Because I want five minutes' peace from you lot, said Mrs. Large.
That's why. And off she went, downstairs, where she had three minutes and 45 seconds peace before they all came to join her. I've lost my place completely. I'm there, sorry. I wonder if you can relate to Mrs. Large and her need for just one moment of peace. Maybe like her, you need a break from your family and all the pressures and strains that come with family life. Maybe it's the deadlines for coursework that already seem never-ending or the exams you know you're going to have to prepare for. Maybe it's the constant, stressful thinking in your own head, the concerns about all the things you need to do to keep up with life. You just need five minutes of peace. But the thing is, Mrs. Large doesn't get five minutes peace. She only gets three minutes and 45 seconds before life catches up with her again. The problem is, Mrs. Large is hoping for a worldly peace, the kind that comes from avoiding things and escaping them. But this isn't possible, and it's certainly not sustainable. We know that it's not possible for the world to always be free from war and trouble. We know it's not possible for everyone to always be in harmony with one another. It's not possible to always be physically well and have nothing to worry about. And if worldly peace is about the absence of these things, then it can only ever be temporary and superficial. Sure, we might experience for a moment, and it might be a lovely moment at that. But we can't live in that place, and we can't be at peace all the time. Well, thank goodness then that there's another kind of peace, a peace that comes from God. So what's different about the peace that God offers? Well, for starters, Jesus says, my peace I give to you. He makes it so clear that this peace that he offers is different from anything that the world can offer you. It's the very same peace that Jesus lived with in his life. And Jesus, being fully God, lived his life in perfect peace. This was the peace that Jesus had when, as a little boy, he got separated from his parents. It was the peace he had as the storm took control and he spoke to it and calmed it. It was the peace that filled him as he learned that his friend Lazarus had died. And it was the peace that he had as he was falsely accused and ultimately the peace he embodied as he died on the cross. The difference with Jesus' peace is it doesn't depend on what was going on around him. He is and always will be the prince of peace. There's nothing temporary about his peace. 
Nothing that life throws at you or me can take it away. Now you might be thinking, that sounds absurd. How on earth can we always be peaceful? But we read in Philippians 4 verse 7 that the peace of God surpasses all understanding. It's okay that we can't understand how that kind of peace can be a thing as long as we know that it is. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist just because we can't understand it. This peace that Jesus offers also doesn't mean that we are unaffected by things and that we'll just be able to remain calm and serene at all times, no matter what life throws. We see in the Bible that Jesus was affected by the things going on around him. But still, by the grace of God, he was full of peace. The other major difference between God's peace and the world's peace is that God's peace is a gift and he gives it to us. We don't have to do anything to engineer this peace. We don't have to be like Mrs. Large planning ahead. When am I going to get five minutes? Have I got good food in? Where's the paper? Who can look after the children? We don't have to do any of that. We don't have to get everything kind of done, and we don't have to be in control. It's a free gift from Jesus for all who believe and trust in him, and it can't be taken away. I wonder what the worst gift you've ever received was. I've had some stonking ones. I shan't say. I don't want to offend, but you know. And what about the best? What's the best gift that you've ever been given? And why was it the best? I personally think a good gift has to be something we'll like. Um, But also, often it's, I think, a good gift is something we need. Something that we wouldn't have bought for ourselves and possibly didn't even know existed. Well, God is the ultimate gift giver. None of those stonking presents from him. He knows what we'll enjoy, what's good for us, but he also knows what we need. And here in this passage, as Jesus prepares to leave the world and leave his disciples behind, he chooses to give them and to give us peace. Now that means he knows we'll need it. Otherwise, what's the point in giving it? He knew that he was about to leave his disciples and he knew how difficult they would find that. He knows us too, and he knows our difficulties. And to us, he gives his peace. We may not feel like we deserve it, but it's a free gift from God. And we're able to receive this perfect peace from him. Because through Jesus' death, we've been redeemed. And we read in Romans 5 verse 1 that we are at peace with God because of that. God is able to offer us this peace because um, he knew that through Jesus' death and resurrection that 
that he, he had already conquered. He'd already overcome the world. God has already won the final battle. He is victorious. And it's in light of his victory that we can have his perfect peace. But as I've mentioned, this peace is a gift. And God doesn't force it upon any of us. It's up to you and it's up to me whether we choose to accept the gift. And whether we choose to use it or not. Whether to live in it or not. Whether we allow peace to become part of our character and part of our identity. Not just to experience it as a one-off but to go on experiencing it. Abiding in God and his word by asking the Holy Spirit to teach us, as it says in the verse, and to remind us of all that Jesus said. As I was praying this morning, I felt like God was saying to me, why aren't you using the gift that I've given to you? You need it. I knew that when I gave it to you. It's why I gave it to you. Why aren't we using the gift of peace that God has given to us? We really, really need it. It's why he gave it to us. I also had the image, I don't know if you're like me, but you know when it starts to rain and it's only raining a little bit and you're like, oh, is it worth getting my umbrella out? Do I want to have to carry an umbrella or is this like an okay amount of rain that it'll be all right? We did it yesterday. I was like, no, I don't want to stop the buggy to put the rain cover on. That's way too much effort. Of course, 30 seconds later, you're like, quick, get the rain cover out. He's already soaked. What is the point in having an umbrella in your bag when it's raining? You are wet and you've got everything you need to keep you dry. God has given us the gift of his peace. Life is nuts right now. For the whole world, let alone with whatever's going on for you personally. And yet God has offered you a gift God's peace is available for you and for me right now. So let's pray together now and ask him once again to help us to receive his peace and to live out of it. So God, we just, we thank you so much that you sent your son Jesus and that before he left, he chose to leave his peace with us. Lord, we long to live out of that peace. To be able to say we are people of peace. That is part of our character. It's part of our identity. It's who we are. Please, would you come by your Holy Spirit? Would you fill us afresh again? Would you pour your peace into our hearts and minds? that we might know you and know your peace in all that we are facing. God, I thank you that you know each one of us here. You know the difficulties, you know the trials, you know the troubles. 
thank you that none of us are alone for you are here and you are with